Welcome to the Golf Betting System Podcast. I'm Steve Bamford. It's episode four. And uh, we're talking this week about the European Tour for the first time on a podcast. We're actually focusing on the European Tour and why not? The BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. Always an absolute stellar event and uh, this year is no different. A very, very good field. And as per usual... Our resident guest, Barry O'Hanrahan, is on the line from a good talk sport. How are you, Barry? I'm very good, thanks, Steve. Uh, Thanks for having me on again. It's always good. It's always a pleasure, Barry. It's always a pleasure. Now, um, I'm available at Bamford Golf, and Barry's Twitter handle is a good talk golf, before we move any further. Um, BMW PGA Championship at Wentworth. Paul Williams, our European tour expert, has pulled together his view of exactly what he thinks is going to happen this week around the tight confines of Wentworth down there in Surrey. Um, A very, very detailed piece. It was released. We're recording this at 10 to 7 on Monday night. He released it a few seconds ago. Um, An interesting piece. Plenty of wordage there. Um, and he's got a decent record here. He has struck in the past, and on top of that, he's on a very good run of form. So, well worth checking out. Golfbanksystem.co.uk, BMW PGA Championship tip preview available there. I'm also running through the Dean and DeLuca Invitational out on the PGA Tour at Colonial, but we're going to focus solely on the BMW PGA tonight. What are your thoughts, Barry, coming into the BMW PGA around players in good nick? What kind of facets you need for the test down there in Surrey this week? Um, every year this feels like a tournament that doesn't let you get in the hunt unless all aspects of your game are firing. Like you can't, you can't be failing in any department, driving, irons, scrambling or putting even. And um, it always seems to bring out guys whose games are in pretty well-rounded shape. Um, they've come into a bit of form and all aspects are kind of ticking along quite nicely. And, you know, pulling them all together on a, on a week and getting those, sneaking those one or two extra shots to get yourself in the hunt and hopefully a win come Sunday. Yeah, I don't think there's any hiding uh, on this golf course. And it's a tough course, isn't it? Um, especially if it's firm and fast, which living over here in England, we've had a partic- down here in the southeast as well. We've had a particularly dry time of it. Uh, we did have some considerable rain last week, but it's been very, very dry, and there have been some course changes. And I think one of the most notable things that they've done, um, they've actually fitted sub air across the whole of the Wentworth property. And you just know that they're going to be getting those those new bent grass greens very firm, very fast this week that will make it a true test. So I, I'm with you. I, I think a, a player in decent nicks, not a bad shout. Uh, and also it seemed particularly key, uh, reading through Paul's uh, preview this week, he's very, very keen on players that have had a top 10 here in the past. And um, if you look at if you look at even someone like Chris Wood, who came here last year with four, direct form of forty two, thirty four, fifty four, fifty four being his most recent outing, 
He'd already finished sixth here and fourth the previous year at Wentworth. McElroy had a fifth. Matteo Manasero in 2013 had had a seventh. And then Luke Donald, 2011-2012, you know, when he was at the top of his game, two-time winner, absolutely loved the golf course. So there's something in that. Even Simon Kahn, when he won here in 2010, it's something incredible, like 250-1 to or 350-1. to He'd finished second and tenth here. So, you know, there were signs even with Kahn. Um, I'll quickly just mention some um, bookmaker deals. We always like to do this near the top of the show, and then we can start talking in a bit more detail. Skybet have gone seven places each way a quarter of the odds. Um, clearly, golfbettingsystem.co.uk, we've got a full link through if you're a new customer. For a bet five, get 20 deal. That's available in sterling and also in euros. Stan James have come forward. They've gone seven places each way a quarter of the odds this week as well. You can get a bet 10, get 20 offer at Golf Betting System if you're a new customer. Cole have gone seven places a fifth the odds, as have Paddy Power. Even um, bet bookmakers of the ilk of Bet365 and Betfred have also gone six places each way this week. So if you're only getting five places this week with your bookmaker, it's well worth looking elsewhere. I will say that with 100% confidence. Um, quickly take you through the course. 7,200-odd yards, par 72. It's tight it's tree-lined. It's a, it's a lovely golf course. Paul and I have been there quite a few times to watch. It's a great golf course. But there were a lot of complaints after the recent, I think it was 2009, Ernie Els-inspired changes, which kind of tripped the golf course up. Um, very much turned it into more of an uh, American-style test, uh, an air test, where it was really all about getting as many, you know, the greens in regulation and keeping away from some very, very ill-positioned and evil bunkers. Uh, A lot of the greens were also turned into very tricky, multi-tiered greens that a lot of the the players didn't like. And the green surfaces themselves were being overtaken with Poana. So it was interesting to see that as soon as uh, Chris Wood won here last year, within, within a week... The uh, Surrey course was being ripped to shreds. And just to summarise what they've done this to this time, again, it's Ernie, Ernie L's inspired, but they've really softened the golf course. They've taken away um, lots and lots of bunkers. Um, I think it's 35 in total they've taken away. Um, they've resurfaced all of the greens. Sorry, it's 29 bunkers. They've resurfaced all of the greens. They're all creeping bent grass. As we said earlier sub-air system beneath all of the greens so they can now make them really firm, really fast. And a lot of the green actual um, complexes have been rebuilt. So they've taken away a lot of the trick layering and a lot of the uh, difficulty of the greens on the 3rd, the 4th, the 5th, the 12th and the 15th. Um, So I think a lot of what they've tried to do, Barry, unless I'm getting it wrong, is they're trying to make it a lot more as it was in, intended by Harry Colt when he, he built this way back. And we know with Colt courses, you know, you've only got to look at the open rotor that a lot of those courses really do are quite open at the front of the greens, and meaning that you don't just have to attack in the air, but you can also 
use a variety of different shots to actually get to the greens. And I think a lot of that aspect was taken away with the L's. Um, 2009 renovation but looking at what they've done they've taken away quite a few of the bunkers that are protecting greens from the front it looks like they're going the course is going more back to its roots and that can only be a good thing I, i like the trend in golf course design and redesign these days it is rather than tricking golf courses up they're going back to how it was originally designed and giving it Back what was unique about the course when it was you know originally built and uh, what was intended for it. Now, albeit they're usually a little bit longer these days, but I do I do like this um, what they've done here. And by the sounds of it, it's going to be very interesting. Um, there's been plenty of positive reaction from the players on social media already, and uh, I think it will present a, an overall uh, fairer test and allow a broader range of styles to compete on it. Yeah. And inter- interesting that they've kind of opened up the entrances to some of the greens, but they've got the uh, the sub air, or as it's also known, the Augusta air systems <laughs> underneath the greens, and they can make them really fast and firm. So combined with, I think I read they're slightly longer rough this year. So, you know, if the guys do miss the fairway, there is an opportunity for them to make a shot to get it onto the green. So it'll be, it should be a little bit more exciting to watch as well. You get the feeling, just, you know, we're talking about softening, aren't we? You just get the feeling. I, I don't think there's a lot of uh, a lot of wind forecast. The weather over here is is going to be quite warm for, you know, for UK climate. We're talking up to sort of 75, 80 um, Fahrenheit. So, you know, the ball's going to travel nicely. There isn't going to be a lot of wind. You just get the feeling that it could it could be a little bit more of a scoring test than what we've seen recently. Because if you look at the recent scores around here, you know, Chris Wood last year was 9-under. Uh, Rory McIlroy won at 14-under, which was particularly... I think it kind of rained on the Friday night, and he almost came from a position where he was missing the cut. You know, you know, soft golf course, he absolutely annihilated it on Saturday and Sunday. We got a 10-under there. I know Ben Ann won at 21-under, but that was particularly soft as well that year. You just get the feeling it could, I don't know. I know that Paul, when we, we've spoken about this uh, recently, he says it might become a little bit more kind of Italian openy, where you know you get a lot of those courses around Milan, which are tree lined, quite tight, but they are very much scorable, and uh, that's what he's hoping anyway. So I, I think it's definitely going to be a, a, a quite a, a mid range teen kind of score that wins it, you know, 15, 16 under kind of score that could get the job done this week. It's also interesting, he still thinks as well, that par 3 scoring and par 5 scoring can be absolutely critical. So make make your make hay on the par 5s. If you can get 1, 2, 3 under across the par 3s as well during the week and just hang on for grim death around the par 4s, you're going to be close to the mark. But he also, he agrees totally with you, Barry. You need an all-round game where you're hitting plenty of greens, you're scrambling when you miss green, missing greens, and also, you know, you've got a good bent grass putting action there. Do you want I, to run I'm us sorry. through some of the players that interest you? I mean, we always talk at the top of the market, and, you know, it's often the case, as we saw, especially, you know, last week over in Texas, 150 to 1, uh, 125 to 1 with Billy Horschel. You can get players at very, you know, very deep prices that really do give you a run for your money. So, who of that ilk 
have sort of caught your eye this week in this quality field? Yeah, just one last thing on the course before we get into it. Just on, you know, with greens being relayed and new, we saw what happened at Sawgrass a couple of weeks ago. Um, how the guys weren't quite making as many putts as we had seen in the past because they'd lost their experience edge on the greens. So here, you know, everybody's learning them for their, you know, first for their first time again really yeah, yeah, yeah. so i wonder whether that might temper the scoring just a little bit you know, might keep it to maybe low teens and you uh, know i guess it also depends on how much uh, they firm those greens up over the weekend and you know if the weather cooperates it could turn into a really interesting test developing from slightly softer on thursday and then letting it get firmer and firmer as the yeah. weekend goes by um, and bearing, bearing in mind they might want to keep it as a decent test of golf rather than letting the guys really attack it with a load of birdies because this is the first of one of the uh, Rolex series which are you know the series of the premier level events on the European Tour so I think they might be wary of um, making it a good test and not letting it be a complete pushover it is as the first iteration of uh, one of these Rolex events so um, that's just my thoughts on it. Uh, no, but, see, uh, I think I think you're I think you're right. I mean, it's seven million prize fund this week, which is yeah, you know, that's that, that's big for the European Tour, isn't it? I mean, and this, they, they, I mean, these are all kind of a little bit shots in the dark by us and kind of best educated guesses. So uh, there is that to be borne in mind. However. They are playing in the same venue and it's got the same sort of feel around it. The trees are all pretty much there and thereabouts and the shapes of the holes are all similar. So, uh, like you said, the uh, previous course form is certainly an advantage and if you've got a good finish here before, you're going back into it with good vibes. So, um, yeah, and I, and I kind of decided again, I'll go for a few of the longer shots, uh, the longer odds guys. Um, my first one is Peter Uline. So uh, Peter is a really likable guy. He's been on the European tour for the last few years, and it's not just because he's likable and backing him. He's started to show a little bit of that form again after a pretty tough year last year. Um, you know, he's he's up there in the top twenty-five in driving distance. His accuracy is not too bad either. He's in top forty in putting, and his stroke average is—he's twenty-second in stroke average. So. He's got a good set of stats on him at the moment. He's nearly 70% greens in regulation. These all kind of fit in quite nicely with the, you know, you want a good all-round game. And his game this so far this year is showing good quality in all those aspects. He doesn't quite have a top 10 here before. He's got a 12th a good few years back. But mm-hmm. he's had a couple of top fives in his last, uh, you know, 10, 12 weeks. So that all kind of adds up quite nicely to me for a decent... Uh, decent bet and he's available at up to 80 to 1 in places and generally 70 or 66s in others so certainly worth looking out for uh, yeah. you know the right bookie combination with the the right uh, amount of places there are a number as you said with the uh, extra places available this week so I'm seeing you um, at 80 to 1 with Paddy Power so seven places each way on that one the other thing with uh, Peter of course and we talked about par 5s you know Peter loves a par 5 doesn't he absolutely there we go. Um, just to finish off my point, awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, no, I think I think he's a good shout. Um, so he's one of mine, and certainly worth the punt at eighty to one. I think. Um, my my next guy is a little bit hit and miss, um, but then again, that's reflected in his price. It's uh, Julian Kane. I've gone right right to the outside, and he's available at one hundred and fifty to one on Betfred. I think it is. If I just double check right here. 
Betfred, uh, 150 to 1, yeah. or you can get him at 125 to 1 for seven places with, uh, say, Stan James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so um, Julian has, you know, he's got some good results and some bad results. He is hit and miss, but he has a couple of very good results around here. He's had an eighth and a fourth his last two years here, so clearly loves coming to Wentworth and playing there. So um, I'm happy to accept a bit of erratic current form based on uh, the two previous uh, res- last two years um, if you look at Chris Wood like you said wasn't great on his form coming into no, it but had it, no. decent course form coming in beforehand so uh, willing to take a shot on Julian Kane this week uh, f- at those odds and last but not least is uh, Irishman Paul Dunn who was very unfortunate a few weeks back to get beaten by uh, Eduardo Molinari in the Trofea San De. Um Had a tough final round, but battled it out and oh, almost got there. Paul t- Paul, got yeah, Polar tipped him up. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, Paul tipped him up to win. Yeah, that was that was a, that was a cruel defeat. I had a yeah. I had a bet on him there that week as well. So uh, Dodo Molinari is not my favourite person at the at the moment. Uh, he'll probably do nothing again for the next two years, <laughs> just to rub salt in wounds. Absolutely, I, I would probably imagine that's true. Um, Paul is available at where do I have him? A hundred in places and eighty generally about uh, the rest of the bookmakers. Um, caveat that this is his first time playing Wentworth, but Byung Hung An didn't uh, didn't bother him a couple of years ago when he won. So um, Dunner's had a couple of good results recently and has a pretty good all round game. Um, so you you got to feel that he'll. Um, You'll have a good vibe, kind of playing close to home, uh, just across the water in England. So, well, we all re- my- we all remember his performance at the uh, at the Open, didn't we? Don't we? At St Andrews when he was, uh, you know, an amateur and he led after fifty four holes, which is clearly encouraging that he likes to play in the British Isles. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, big time. So those are my three long shots this week, and uh, I have an idea of your picks, and I think one of uh, one of your picks. Is a little bit short on odds, and I have him as well. But uh, but probably time to pass it over to you for to talk about a couple of the big boys in the betting. Well, I think exactly. I mean, let, let's just run through the top of the betting, shall we? You've got Justin Rose, his favourite, anything up to twelve to one. Now, the thing with Rose is, I mean, I tipped him up a few weeks ago for the Players Championship, and when you look when you look at his record, he, he can kind of bounce back from disappointments. But he, he seems to be after that Augusta playoff defeat. There seems to be enough reason there not to back him, uh, a particularly skinny 12 to 1. Um, same goes for Henrik Stenson, who you can get a smidge of 14 to 1 out there. Uh, Paddy Power, seven places each way. The thing with Henrik, and don't forget, and we, we, see, this time, we see this time and again, don't we, Barry? You get first time major champions that, you know, Jimmy Walker won a first time major last year, as did Henrik. And they haven't really lit the touch paper since then, if you, if, if you catch my drift. The thing with Henrik is, is struggling with, he's actually struggling with his ball striking, which, as we know, is his, you know, his, main, his main armoury. So you can kind of look at those two and think, well, they're not exactly tearing trees up, Rose and Stenson. I know the first in the market that Paul really likes to look of is Francesco Molinari. And uh, that that does bring a smile to my face because I know that you've been backing him a lot recently, haven't you, old Frankie? Yeah, I'm happy to just let him roll this week. I don't think the guy has 
he doesn't seem to have the stones to pull off a victory as far as I'm con- well as far as I was concerned the last few weeks uh, I don't know but you know it'll, it, you know it'll bite you on the bum Barry it always know, does doesn't it always does uh, listen if he goes and does it well done to him I, I probably won't hate him as much as Dodo Malinari but um, for me after being burnt so badly by him recently I just can't go near him at that short price I just wouldn't have the faith in him at that price and um, it's almost a non-each-way bet at that shorter price for me. So um, yeah, even though he's very good at banging in the each-ways, especially around here, look, I can I can see the case. He's got um, he's hitting the ball remarkably well at the moment. All all these stats are pointing in the right direction. It's can he get the head right to to handle it down the stretch? And that's that's the eternal question over Francesco Molinari for me. I'll take you through the top five of Paul's predictor model. For new listeners, uh, golf betting system, we, we've got various different... Uh, it's all free of charge, so I'll start with that. Um, we, we run a lot of statistics. Uh, there's lots of stats on offer across all of the PGA to European Tour. We also have a predictor model, which we've had since 2008. We throw a load of stats in. Tracks people's past performances, tracks key stats, greens in regulation, driving actually, putting average, this kind of stuff. Also tracks how people score on par threes, par fours, and par fives, which is a stat you struggle to get elsewhere. Now, Paul, we always publish, we always play with it. So I'll play on the PGA Tour. Paul plays with the European Tour model. We publish it with our tips and our betting preview. This is the top five of this week's uh, predictor model from Paul. Five is Alexander Noren. Four is Tommy Fleetwood. Three is Henrik Stenson. Two is Bernd Wiesberger. And number one is our good friend Francesco Molinari. Now, Paul likes to stick close to um, his predictum or the predictor models. And uh, of late, it's paid real dividends. There's no doubt about that. The, uh, the stats are proving quite, uh, quite useful. Even Billy Horshaw was in the top 12 of the predictor model last week. That was on the basis of four missed cuts going into the tournament and two missed cuts at the actual tournament itself. So uh, there, there's some method in the madness with the statistics. But Paul has gone for Frankie Molinari. He's gone two and a half points each way. 18 to 1 with bet 365. They're off in six places each way. I know Frankie's got some excellent form around here. I think he's 7th, ninth, 7th and 5th. He's also won on tri- tight tree-lined affairs over in Italy itself, of course. And Paul just thinks that he's, he's playing so well at the moment. I know that um, he does have the habit of going backwards when the uh, when it gets a bit busy on a Sunday. But at European Tour level, and don't forget he has won a WGC event, Paul likes the look of the amiable Italian. So two and a half points each way, 18 to 1 with bet 365. You probably won't be surprised as well, just looking at these shorter prices. He's then gone for the next guy in the market, Alex Noren, and... I know that uh, Noren was someone that you were actually on. You were on him at the, at, uh, the Players' Championship, weren't you, Lar, a couple of weeks ago? I was, and, and as an unbelievable 100-1. to 1, I can't yeah. believe the bookies overlooked him for that. And he, um, he unfortunately went into reverse on the, on the Sunday and finished 10th, actually just missing, missing the places, which was particularly frustrating. <laughs> um, I think a but, lot of the trouble I, he's having out there, clearly, which a lot of the guys do when they first start going, you know, he's learning courses straight from scratch, isn't he, when he goes out to a lot of these events. Yeah, it's a little bit of a worrying trend because that was two Sundays in a row he'd bombed. He went out in the final group the week before, wasn't it, and had an awful time of it. Yeah. And uh, I think that was reflected in his 100-to-1 price. The bookies kind of almost wrote him off, which I was very happy to jump on and grab. But... Um, 
I guess ultimately they were proven right by him rolling back, going backwards again on Sunday. But, you know, he'll eventually get it right over there. He's playing really great golf at the moment. And we know once he does get it right and the, the mind frame right, he can go on a tired run and win multiple tournaments in a very short space of time. Um, which he proved to us last year. So, um, yeah, five wins in the last two years, and he's an eight-time European Tour winner. That's that's pretty impressive stuff, isn't it? The thing about him around here is he was sixth here in two thousand and eight, and he was eighth here last year. He also does very well in Northern Europe. If you look at a lot of his w- wins, they tend to be they tend to be across Northern Europe. Of course, he won at um, uh, the Grove, wasn't it, last year? That was, I think, his fourth win on the trot, wasn't it? When he won that. Yeah, he's, yeah. Um, look, he's he's a great shout. He's got he's he's filling an awful lot of the boxes that you need to fill. Um, he's got his couple of top tens here. He's playing great golf at the moment. His all round game's in good shape, and um, clearly does know how to win. Just has seemed to seems to have forgotten it. Um, for his Sunday mental game the last couple of weeks, but there's only so many times that somebody of that quality is going to forget yeah. what to do on a Sunday. British Masters last year, he won at um, the Grove. He'd, before that, he'd won at the Amiga European Masters at Saint-Sur, uh, was it, Cran-Sur-Sierre, that's it. The, he won the Scottish Open, and he's also won a couple of Nordia Masters up there in Scandinavia. He's also won the Welsh Open. He's actually won the, the Amiga European Mar- He's won that twice at, at Crown Series this year. So he does love bent grass greens. He likes the bent grass or the bent mixed with Poana. So, yeah, I think he's a decent shout. I mean, he was the one that jumped off of my list when I was, as you said, when you just think about r- obvious runner, runners and riders. So I'm, I'm glad to see that Paul's got involved with him that this week. So he's actually tipped him up at 20 to 1, two and a half points each way with Skybet, seven places each way. I think that's a decent bet. I really do. A quarter of the odds, seven places each way on Alex Noren. So Paul's gone for Noren and Molinari closer to the top of the market. He's then gone for a couple more at slightly longer prices. One guy that again jump, jumps off the screen. And I know that you you said earlier that you really fancied the look of him. Tommy Fleetwood, one and a half points each way at 35 to 1 with bet 365, six places each way. Fleetwood, again, he's one of these guys that when he's on song, and he's clearly on song this year after his win at Abu Dhabi, and he did so well in that World Golf Championship out in Mexico. Coming back to the UK, finding a course that he's done well at at the part, you know, done well at in the past. One and a half points each way, 35 to 1. It seems quite a, a little bit more juice in that price there, Barry. A little bit, yeah. Um, the only thing that would worry me is his putting this year is not amazing, but if he has, you know, if he gets an average putting week combined with his amazing greens and regulation, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the reason why his putting is a little bit uh, below his average puts per round. But, you know, he's just... He he was one that immediately just popped into my mind without even looking at any stats yeah. when I was just reading about the course and just having a think about, you know, a mull over who's been playing well recently and who's likely to go well in the British Isles and around Wentworth and, you know, an Englishman going to play a course in England and having played well recently, it just, it, it made an awful lot of sense and then you look a little bit deeper into the stats and things started to make a, an awful lot more sense and resulted in a bet for me. So um, 
he's my I guess short-ish odds guy this week and uh, I have put a few euro on him and hopefully he goes and does it for me I don't think you'll be the only one I think he's going to be very I think he's going to be a lot shorter than 35 to 1 when it comes to Wednesday afternoon Thursday morning when they're actually teeing off well, he'd certainly be shorter after people yeah. listen to this. <laughs> yeah. First for ball yeah. striking in five of his last 12 appearances, which clearly is his real strength. And um, he's actually played well here in the past. Um, he finished sixth here in 2015, where a Saturday 65 had him uh, an outside chance of catching a rampant Ben Ann, but he, he couldn't get close enough to the south of uh, the uh, South Korean to to get the victory but he's definitely very keen around here another point totally unrelated but I I did some a piece the other day Barry about the Open Championship being played this year up in Southport at uh, is it it's Birkdale isn't it they're playing it Mm -hmm. that's his home course because he's a Southport lad isn't he no way. There's yeah, an anti-post yeah. bet. There's yeah. an anti-post bet for the listeners. He's a Southport lad, and um, he says he's played that course hundreds of times, as you would expect. <laughs> okay, so he can play it blindfolded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah if we, we could take a few more points on the odds on him if he plays blindfolded. Now, there's there's a lovely little anti-post bet, uh, anti-post shout. Last bet for Paul this week. He's going a point each way, fifty-five to one. On the uh, the Spaniard Pablo Larrazabal, and you got to say with Pablo, he's he's playing really well at the moment, isn't he? He's 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 very consistent, and the thing that Paul likes about him, you look at his recent history here at Wentworth: twelfth in twenty thirteen, seventh in twenty fourteen, and twelfth again last year. That's very consistent for the Spaniard, who, as we know, can be um, a little bit of a jack in the box when it comes to both consistency, but also where he plays well at. And if you think mm. about Pablo, he's had some very big wins over over his uh, career on the European Tour. 2008 victory at the Open de France was his maiden victory. He beat Colin Montgomery. Um, he was beaten in, a, uh, however, a playoff defeat of Sergio Garcia in Germany in 2011. 2014 victory over Rory McIlroy and Phil Mickelson over in Abu Dhabi. And he beat Henrik Stenson at the BMW International Open in 2015. So he doesn't mind going head to head with the big names when he's in, in good form. And that fi- no, not at all. No, that 55 to one. And you, and you said Barry, didn't you, at the top of the show, a player that's very well rounded. You're looking for a player that can scramble and putt well. Well, Pablo, if you actually look at his performances of late and what he's doing, how how the game is progressing, he's playing some very very nice golf. And that's a that's a that's the kind of price that you'd really want to be around come Sunday if he's in the mix. Don't forget, thirteenth at the Trophy Hassan Dur, eleventh at the Shenzhen International, and then his last appearance at the China Open, he was third. He's been hitting lots of greens, scrambling well and putting well. So I think Pablo's a decent shout there from Paul. A point each way fifty five to one with bet three six five. No, I really like that bet, and you know it's 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 a a dangerous combination in in a good way that he's an an emotional golfer. He seems to have been really energized by Sergio's win at the Masters, yeah. and um, don't forget if, if, Alvaro if, winning last week down in Sicily is only going to add to that. Yeah, absolutely. It was like if if there was any sort of fall off from that motivation from Sergio's win, there's a little bit more of a ju- juicing to the motivation to go out and win and kind of. Just 
continue the Spanish success, I guess. And um, it's certainly a thing that's quite, you know, seems consistent across the years in Spanish golfers. They really revel in their fellow countrymen's success and it kind of energizes them. Um, and he's, he's, um, he's the perfect kind of fit to, to go and uh, to jump on the bandwagon and do it. And that's a, it's a really lovely price at a very talented golfer. Yeah, this is it. You kind of think, oh, Pablo, you know, he, he, you don't associate him with big wins, but you look at all of those European Tour victories, they've all been against top, top quality players at very, very um, well-renowned, um, you know, it isn't, it, that his wins aren't at, um, at some of the, like the Madeira Islands Open and stuff like this. They're big wins when he does win, so, and he can mix it. And um, you wouldn't be overly surprised if Pablo just popped up again and you think, oh, God, I can't believe I missed him because he was playing so well going into the event. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's one of those, isn't he? He really is one of those. So, yeah, just and to recap, Pablo Larazabal, 55 with Paul. He's gone Fleetwood at 35s. Francesco at 18s. And also Alexander Noren at 20. Sorry, I, I interrupted you there, Baron. No, just one last thing on Pablo. All his big, all his wins are in around the mid-teens mark, which is kind of where mm. it feels... We feel this might this tournament might end up with yeah. as a, a scoring test. So. Fourteen to seventeen under all of those wins, yeah, which is yeah, pretty spot on, isn't it? It fits into his wheelhouse anyway, so um, he'll certainly feel comfortable going there this week. Absolutely. Do you just want to recap your picks, or just mention anyone else that's caught your eye? Um, not really. No, I'll go with my picks. I have Peter Uline uh, available at a best price of 80s. I've Paul Dunn available at a best price of 100s. And Julian Kane available at a best price of 150s. You can never tell what these French guys are going to do, can you? And they're here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, then, exactly. And when, he, and when he, they pop up, they pop up. He could as he could easily go eighty eighty as he could sixty seven sixty seven yeah. to begin. So um, yeah, he, he he's a he's a real tough one to put the finger on. But that's uh, that's the hundred and fifty to one there. So take a little punt on it and see what Absolutely. happens. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Barry. Um, a great episode as ever. Thanks for your time, Barry. Of course, Twitter handle a good talk golf. Are you are you doing a podcast this week? We are working on it, yeah. James is a little busy, but uh, we'll we'll get we'll do our best to get one out. So keep your eye out for that. Of course, you can track uh, Barry's podcast down at a good talk spoiled, which uh, is available across all of the major uh, podcast uh, channels. We've actually gone live as well on iTunes. We've gone. What else have we gone live on? Tune in. Tune in. For the Android market, yeah, which I is very yeah. stuff. So we're on TuneIn, iTunes, and we're of course on Podbean. That's how you can get hold of us. Don't forget golfbettingsystem.co.uk. All of those free bets available with the likes of Skybet and with Stan James are offering such good value at Wentworth. Thank you very much, Barry. Appreciate your time as always, and we'll uh, we'll speak again soon. Thanks, Steve. Cheers, everyone. Good night.